now. Crown's getting a split. Maisie in front of the hundred. Crown goes up the inside and Crown takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crown draws clean out from Maisie. It's a Queensland victory. Crown beat Maisie. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, joined by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Always happy to be here. Pretty keen. Yes, big week of racing last week and an even bigger one this weekend, so let's touch on it like we always like to do. Uh, first things first, seven winners on the day last weekend. How good was that? Yeah, so good. I was um, pretty happy with that, especially that Andermatt in the, in the last was pretty good for me. I was, I was pretty wrapped. Yes, no, a lot of them at value. You uh, dominated Rose Hill while I was uh, off dominating around the grounds, which is unusual for me. I only got the, uh, I think, the one at Rose Hill on the day because I let you have your cheerful legend. I tipped it on my um, weekly rundown on the website, but I let you take cheerful legend on the podcast. But I had Parasol, $8.50 into $3.50, and it gets up easily, which was good. But, uh, yeah, went around the grounds, got some at Doombin, got some at Flemington, very good. Um, or, you know, good value as well. We had seven winners, a couple at short odds, but like I said, Andermatt at the $5.50, Parasol $8.50. It was really nice to see. One of those winners, though, however, was not the horse that we were all in on, Nature Strip. What were your thoughts there? Yeah, it was pretty disappointing, obviously. Um, looked very tired, very old horse, not the same horse that ran in the in the Everest, um, not last year, the year before. So it's, um, yeah, did come to the end of, near the end of um, his career, but, um, yeah, all all good times must end at some point. Yeah, it was really unfortunate, wasn't it? Well, I was watching. It's probably the ner- most nervous I've been in a while watching a race because I made that big call. I said he's either you know pissing it in, or he's running so bad that people will say let's retire him. And boy, like I said, he was my best bet. I thought that I was going to be getting the one where he wins by a big margin. Right, I sadly got it right by that he. Was three and a half lengths off them, no excuses whatsoever. Chris Waller came out and said all that James could say was, uh, you know, maybe the track's too hard for him, but that's clutching at straws. We'll have to go back and see how he pulls up and maybe give him one more run. But, uh, gee, it was disappointing on all fronts. Like, you know, it's always sad to see a champion not run to its best. But what are your thoughts on the fact that he's now going to be doing one final send-off in the TJ Smith stakes? Do you reckon that's the right move, or should they have retired him? Uh, yeah, I don't think he has anything to lose after that run, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a bad call. Like Worst-case scenario, he has another bad run, and it's just the exact same thing, but he's got the chance to have another crack at it and end off with a win. So I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's probably the right move. He definitely deserves a big day where it's promoted as Nature Strip's last stand. That'll get a lot of people to the races and a lot of people will be on him and cheering him home. But will he even win a TJ in the current condition that he's in? Oh, who knows? He's still a, he's still a great horse. Maybe he just had a bad day rocking up. I wonder, I'm pretty curious to see how he paraded and stuff like that to see if that could have had something to do with it. I very don't know. calm. Very, very calm the parade. Oh, wow, okay. So yeah, um, It was fractious in the barriers. It was calm all the way up until the barriers where he got unsettled, which was something very, very unlike Nature Strip. He got very unsettled in the barriers, which was weird. Yeah, so maybe that's got something to do with it. Who knows? Um, it's a chance, so. Yeah, look, 
I'm not going to lie, I'll probably be on him to send him off, like, you know, you, uh, as you do with all great champion horses, but, gee, I just, I'm just not sure. Like, I trust Chris Waller. Chris Waller knows what he's doing. I'm not going to call into question his ability to know when a horse has had enough or not, but he just looked so tired. He looked like, you know, that's it. Don't run him anymore. He's changing a proven recipe. Like, the last four years, it's been trial, lightning stakes, challenge stakes, I uh, don't know if they've done another trial before the TJ, but into the TJ up to 1,200, win, then head off for a paddock uh, prep into spring. But now it's completely a new recipe. It was trial, jump out, lightning stakes. Now no challenge stakes, so he'll be going straight to the TJ, maybe a trial or two to get him ready for that. But, yeah, I think they're throwing something against the wall, see what sticks, and hopefully Walla pulls his magic out and gets him over the line for one big final run. But the horse that did get over the line in those uh, that lightning stakes, Coolin Gatter, the Gat. Thoughts on that, mate? Because I know you're a big Gat fan. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, great horse. Obviously, followed her very closely after her Friday night win at Mooney Valley last year when I was up uh, down in Melbourne. Sorry, and yeah, it was a great run. And she's a talented horse, so um, always got to give her credit and give Jamie Carter credit that she deserves as well. Yeah, great ride. Absolutely smoked them down at the end there. Uh, what do you reckon's next for her? Send send to Europe? I don't know. I'm pretty biased against sending horses over to Europe just because you don't get to see them over in Australia as much. And I don't know. I like to keep the talent home. So that's pretty biased opinion in mind, but um, definitely would go well in, in Europe. Yeah, a lot of horses putting their names up for Europe contention. You've already got Animo, Alligator Blood, maybe. Now Cool and Gatters potentially joining them on a trip over there for the uh, the Royal Ascot Carnival. So very exciting times. Uh, a horse that was rumoured to maybe be going, but definitely won't be now, uh, Zaki. He is headed back to the paddock. No All-Star Mile. He'll probably come back maybe late autumn to attack one of those final championship races or he'll be going straight to the Brisbane winter because of how flat he has been in his track work. Very interesting, Nick. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, it's another great horse going, going back to the paddock. Um, isn't always great to see. So, um, yeah, throws the all-star mile up in shambles a little bit. So, I don't know. Alligator blood's looking even nicer for me now as it comes into it. Um, but, yeah, we'll have a look and see how the other horses go through this through this prep. Yeah, genuinely could end up Alligator Blood's race to lose. Um, but now, of course, punters, the listener questions, as always, chuck us a question and we will shout you out on the podcast as we answer it. We've actually got a few this week, Nick, so we'll have to get through them. Uh, at Corey Hodgson, he has a few. Uh, first one is, can Lofty Strike win a Group 1? That's a horse that's going around in the Group 1 Oakley Plate. We'll touch on it in the tip-off. But um, do you think it's got the chops to potentially win a Group 1, Nick? I think the Oakley Plate's definitely a tough one. It's a really, really good field coming into it. But um, it just won the, uh, I believe, the Group 2 last week. Yeah, um, yeah. It's last start. It won a group race. I can't remember if it was Group 2 or 3, but, yeah, you're correct on that. Yeah, Group 2. Um, yeah, this earlier in February. Um, it was a great run there, but it didn't really burst too much. I think the only other horse that was, like, worth noting was, I think, Chain of Lightning ran in that one as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'd like to have have a look at it. But um, yeah, I think it's a tough race coming into this one when it's such a good field of um, some great horses in the Oakley Plate. But we'll touch on that a bit later. What do you reckon, mate? 
Uh, look, like I said, I'll touch on its chances uh, later, but I think Oakley Plate's probably its best chance to win a Group 1. Um, and that's saying something compared to how hard this field's going to be, but I just can't see it winning anywhere else. Like, where else does it go apart from here? Does it go down the Flemington Strait? Does it come up to Sydney for one of the sprints? I'm not so sure, but we'll touch on that a bit later. He also asks, who is the best horse over the mile in the country right now? A few names to come to mind. You've got I'm Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood, Animo, um, uh, Jackano. What are your thoughts, Nick? Who is the best horse over the mile in the country as of right now? Uh, it's going to have to be Animo. I, yeah. don't, I think any over any distance, Animo's pretty much the best horse at the moment. And yeah, Animo at the at the miles probably at his best. So it's not too much else. Yeah, it's a great talking point. It'll be interesting to, to toss up maybe in the spring if Animo is no longer running around with us. But as of right now, it just has to be Animo. It can't be anyone else. You get him over the mile. I think he just wins no matter what the conditions are, like Nick said. Uh, his final question was, is Jackano the horse to beat if he does go to the Australian Guineas as planned? He won't be facing much as a few of the horses have pulled out from that field. I think his biggest danger would be Golden Mile. So you think, is it Jackano's race to lose the Australian Guineas, Nick? I'd say so. I think, um, yeah, you obviously it depends who's going to go into that race. It's pretty, it's pretty unknown who's going to go into that race. If you see the likes of like Golden Miles um, up there, I think Ozapenko after that win could get there. Um, yeah, they're figuring out if it's Randwick or Australian Guineas for Ozapenko. Yeah, so um, Jackano is obviously going to be the horse to beat, but um, it's got to see. I'd like to see the field before I make any big claims, but um, yeah, definitely the the favourite going into it. Yeah, deserves to be favourite. Like Nick said, I'm going to have to wait for the final field to see if he'll have my money. But now that Aft Cabin's definitely not going to the Australian Guineas, it's Randwick Guineas all the way for Aft Cabin. I think Jackano's definitely the horse to beat as of now. But who knows? A uh, horse could definitely come out of left field and uh, put their nomination in at the last second. So we'll touch on that in a couple of weeks when it is Guineas time. But thank you, Corey Hodgson. Some great questions there. We've got a couple more. Uh, our good friend, Baden Arthur, Baydoski, he's asked... Um, Horse that we've made the most money on in our time. So I'll let you go first. Who's your favourite horse that you've made the most money on, Nick? I wouldn't say it's my favourite horse, but I'd say it's the horse I've made the most money off. Um, the horse goes by the name of um, Joy, actually. Um, Joy Scoop. So, okay. yeah, Joy Scoop should be a good one. Never heard of it. Please exp- elaborate. Oh, just It's won for me a couple of times midweek and stuff, and it's just made me a lot of money. How about you, mate? Who's the horse you've made the most money on? Jeez, midweek a horse. I like it. Um, uh, it would have to be uh, very elegant, purely because that's the horse that I was most confident in backing every start, and my stakes would go up for that horse. I think I've explained multiple times on the podcast that um, very rarely do I put $50 on a horse or $50 plus on a horse. There were only three that I would do so for. That was Behemoth, Probabile, and Very Elegant. And um, with very elegant track record, you can see some of the prices that she got out to with some of her starts. You know, she wasn't always at even money. If you ever got three or four dollars, uh, the big price in the Melbourne Cup as well. That was probably my biggest collect on her. So that's you know just adds to the reasons why I love her so much. She was such a classy horse. I uh, wish her the best in retirement. But uh, it's also where why I re- wear her silks. 
in our artwork. Claire was kind enough to put me in the very elegant silks because I love her so much. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, Baden, very elegant would definitely have to be the horse that I've made far and above the most money on. And uh, moving on, the last one. Dan O'Hara asks, should Brisbane upgrade their tracks like Doombin and Eagle Farm to hold big races and events like Randwick? Oh, I mean, they can. I think it's a waste of time because, yeah, they should focus on either their rugby league or their um, AFL up there. I don't think um, they should target racing, in my opinion. I mean, you can upgrade your tracks to hold big race events. Like, sure, but, like, where's the money actually going to come from? So I think it'd be dumb to say no, but they're not going to. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm sort of of the same opinion. Like, I didn't even think of the whole putting money into other sports things. I just think, like, they can if they want to, but I don't think really it's a upgrading the track sort of issue. Like, Queensland's just got to find the money and innovation to start making their own big money races that attract the big horses, you know what I mean? Like Victoria and Racing New South Wales, um, they have the money to do so. Peter Volandis throws money at everything. You know, there's always prize money increases and new pop-up races, and that's what attracts the big horses and creates these big events. Like, you know, go right ahead, Brisbane, I think. You know, upgrade your facilities, upgrade your races. You'll probably get more people down at a track and the bigger horses travelling up north for it except for in the winter of course they have that winter carnival but if they want to be attracting better horses in spring and uh, autumn all they need to do is just find the money so that's probably the best way that i could put it and uh, talking about big races actually one thing i forgot to touch on nick it is official uh it was rumored a couple weeks ago but it was made official this week cox plate is staying as it is in its traditional spot happy with that yeah it deserves to stay where it is 100% 100% moved around it, which is what they've done. Um, yeah. Big race, one of the biggest races in Australia. Keep it where it is. And the Manicato goes from that Friday night meeting to the Saturday. You like that? The double-pronged Manicato Cox Plate, two group ones on the day? Don't mind it. it it's, it's, it's all right. It doesn't really bother me too much. I think it's on the bucket list to get down to Mooney Valley on that day um, one year. But, um, yeah, the Manicato doesn't bother me too much. 100%. Can't wait until we're trackside eventually. And if all things go to plan, we'll see a uh, friend of the show, Dill Gibbons, winning the Cox Plate, as he said in his uh, off-the-track interview. That's the race he wants to win, so hopefully we're there to see that, eh? 100%. All right, mate. Apart from that, we'll get into the rundown now. Reminder to all you listeners out there, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a subscribe, give us a five-star rating. just helps us grow. So if you're listening right now and you haven't already done so, just quickly go on the app. It'll take you 30 seconds. Whack five stars on there. It helps us grow exponentially every week. We're getting bigger. Just as long as you keep supporting us along the way, we'll keep getting bigger and better content will come your way. And also, of course, shout out to our good friends at Dabble. Uh, Dabble, of course, that Aussie-owned bookie that is absolutely changing the game of gambling in Australia, isn't it, Nico? Yeah, 100%, mate. Any bets that we mentioned in this podcast use their unique system of the copy bet feature. Put on yourselves, any multis, anything we say, um, you can put it in the multi yourself, press one button, and then put the stake on that you wish. Um, they're a great bookie, and, yeah, we love them. Yeah, great bookie, great people in the front office there as well. Uh, hopefully we'll be, you know, 
doing a whole lot more on Dabble as the uh, racing carnival really gets into the thick of it and the AFL season comes back. So make sure to join the 16,000 plus punters that are following at the Mock Sports on the app. Start winning with us this racing season. All you got to do is click the link in the show notes or download the Dabble app and use the code the Mock Sports when signing up to let them know we sent you. All right, mate, truck report for Randwick. Currently, it's rated a soft six at time of recording, but we are meant to have a hot Friday and a hot Saturday. So I think the worst we will see is a soft five if that does indeed become the case. If the rain keeps falling, it's not uh, forecast, but they said that today on the Thursday that the rain wasn't going to fall and it did. It'll probably stay in that soft five, soft six range, but I think we'll be getting to a good track at some point on the day. Uh, rail out three metres, which should give the leaders a slight bias, but I do expect backmarkers to have plenty of chances on the day. Ideal spot. It's probably similar to how Rose Hill was playing last week. You know, a um, couple lanes off the rail, grab some cover, sit just off the leaders, and you'll have all the chance in the world to uh, run them down. Uh, race one at the 1,100 metre mark, the midway. It's very open, hence why the favourites are both at $5.50 here. Dalat deserves to be the favourite, but I'm unsure if I want to be on it because Espresso was just the one that was really jumping out to me as I read the form. Rarely runs a bad race, this horse. Has an apprentice claim on the back as well, getting it down a bit in weight. Will be charging late. It's the one to watch, I think. Uh, narrow loss last time out. Can run well in all conditions as well as a love for the 1,100 metre distance as all three of its career wins comes at the 1,100 metre mark. So I think $7 to win, $2.50 each way. Great price to have on Espresso to kick off the day, mate. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going for some value here. I'm going for Mayrose. Uh, two from two from the 1,100. Just ran well in a 1,045 metre trial as well, placing third behind Felix Majestic and Athletica. Um, should be a good run. And goes well at $14 and $4 for a place. Lovely. Race number two, you've got the 1,000 metre highway. Uh, very tough race, this one. All highways are very open. So, Iron Will is definitely one to mention. Has been racing at Class 2 in Randwick before and drops back down after the sixth place. Finished to come back into Class 3. However, carrying the 59 kilos gets me a bit worried. Will be tough to overcome um, when running a second place in a Class 3 three weeks ago. Um, give it a go if you wish. Um, the favourite logo Magic and Reserve will from two in country racing, racing, winning the first by seven lengths, second by um, which were both in Class 1 races. So back, drops right into Class 3. Realistically, should get it done and I don't see many threats, so that'll be my tip at, I think it's $3. Oh no, sorry, $1.80. Yes. Mojo Music, uh, that's already in the highway, I think. I'll let you take that. That's poison odds for me, I think, in the highway. As you know, it's always open. So I don't love being on the favourite, let alone that short of a favourite. So I'll go for some value. Sumptuary, $8 to win, $2.10 to place. Won her debut very impressively as a firming favourite with a strong chase through the line. The runner-up to her in that race subsequently won. And she smashed a trial recently. I think she should be settling right up the front of the midfield from that third barrier. Hopefully, Willie Pike can get her over the line in the highway. All right, we move to race three, the 1,200 metres Skyline Stakes. It's the race for the two-year-old boys. Uh, pretty bare addition here. Um, but that means that there is value to be had, especially considering that I don't think any of these horses are slipper contenders. Traditionally, this horse... Sorry, traditionally this race doesn't produce many slipper winners. So I just think that they'll be running for a spot in the race. Um, I think bases loaded has been a touch disrespected in the market. 
just because he won a race at midweek level compared to Shinzo, who I think is the false favorite here. Just because Shinzo ran third behind Red Resistance and King's Gambit, which is great form to have, don't get me wrong. But the times stack up better for bases loaded. Running home over a length quicker in similar conditions. Should park ride on the speed, Timmy Clark can make up for the horror show that was his book of rides last weekend when all of his short price favorites went down. He's back on some value, back in maybe a slightly wet track, which he loves. $7 to win, $2.40 to place. Bases loaded for me in the third. I'm going with another favorite here. I'm going with Shinzo. Uh, J-Mac Waller combo, of course. $3.10 for the win. Um, last start, for, finished... 1.8 lengths behind Red Resistance and King's Gambit, which are two very good horses. So, yeah, it goes pretty well for me in race number three. Um, we head over to race number four, 2,000 metres, and then the benchmark 88. Very nice race, this one. It's um, another tough one. There's a big feeling. I'm going to keep it pretty simple here, and I'm going to go with more value. I'm going with Mon Felicity here, fourth place last start, 1.6 lengths off the win. Um, has raced at Disney before that didn't do too well. But yeah, it does not look too bad for me at $20 and $5 for a place with the 52 kilos on board. I like it a lot. Very nice. Your first value horse of the day. I'm uh, on the first favorite for Cashy of the day. Uh, Glory Days. I really like the look here. Should absolutely eat up the 2,000 meter mark as he was doing back home in Europe. Both starts so far in Australia has indicated that the longer the better. That's what he's been bred for. So I think he has the capability for the most progression in the race. Should be the one to watch charge home late. $2.80 to win there. I'm definitely all over that. Like white on rice. Always respect the uh, Victorian Raiders with Mayer and Eustace. The stable is flying. So glory days for me at $2.80 in the fourth. So we move on to race five. The 1,400 meter mark. Uh, Norwegian Bliss, Mirror Vision and Larkspur Run. Uh, the ones to provide the speed early in this one, I think. And it's uh, Mirror Vision. I think that... Uh, is the one to have. Proven Group 1 contender. Nose away from winning a Group 1 in the uh, Empire Rose in the spring until, you know, our girl Ice Bath um, arrived on the scene. And it's just about as good as form as you can get for this sort of race. Drops in um, class, which will help. Will make its own luck up on the speed. Proven first up. Uh, can get it done in all sort of conditions. So I'm happy to take $4.60 price tag on Miravision in the fifth. Nick, are you with me or are you looking somewhere else? I'm looking against you, mate. I'm going to go with another J-Mac horse here in Dynasties. Um, $11 for the win, $2.90 for a place. Comes back first up with a pretty decent first up record. Three from four with um, one of them in each different places of the of the top three there. So, yeah, looking pretty nice for me. I'm going with a bit of value for that one. Lovely stuff. Out of the race number six at the 1,200 metres, and this is a real good race. You've obviously got the Magic Millions winner coming back, Skirt the Law. Um, Ryan Maloney comes down to ride that, which is great to see. So if that's not a confidence builder in itself, I don't know what what is. Uh, Blanc de Blanc is definitely one to watch as well. Second place behind learning to fly last start was was a brilliant run. And, yeah, it's going to be hard to hard to beat as well. So. Those two are going to be my Quinella bet for the day, but I'm going to go with the favourite skirt, the law. I think it was really impressive in the in the Magic Millions, and it was the deserved winner. Um, and then coming into this one at two dollars sixty, it looks like to be the one to beat. And then obviously the trial, which I didn't see before, but yeah, the trial winning by six lengths at a thousand meters, pretty impressive. So yeah, skirt the law with Ryan Maloney. Yeah, look. Um... Paddy Golan very confident on Skirt the Law. He reckons it's the best juvenile. 
he's uh, ever brought down for the slipper, the best juvenile he potentially has ever trained, and that includes the likes of some very, very talented horses in case what including one of your favourites, um, Isotope, Nick. So that's big props to be giving, especially how good Isotope was back in the day when it was a juvenile. Um, this was an interesting race. You mentioned some very good chances. It's also one of those races that typically didn't really produce many slipper winners until Fireburn came along last year and went from this race straight into the slipper and, of course, got up. Uh, hasn't done much since, but um, was a very good run to win here last year and then, of course, a very good run uh, in the slipper to win. So make sure to look at these horses going forward because it is now a proven slipper form race. Um... But skirt the law, I respect why you're on it, but I think Inglis Millennium form is better than the Magic Millions form currently. I think the horses that have been running around in these Inglis races are a little bit better. I think, you know, learning to fly is a better form line than skirt the law. So, you know, horses like Blunt de Blanc and Lazago have very strong chances. Salatair as well um, was one that was racing in that um, Inglis Millennium as well. Um... I'm going to go with Lazago. Fourth in that race, was in the worst spot of the track, which was on the fence, which was quicksand on the day. Didn't clear get clear until the 150 mark and really quickened in pace when she did get clear late. Back to her own sex now. Draw that should see her tail the leaders. Very ideal for her here. $9 to win, $2.60 to place. So I would like to have a stab at her each way. Lazago for me in the um, race six. So we move past race seven and eight. That is to be discussed in the tip-off. We go to race nine. I'll be straight to the point here, 1,300 metre mark. Uh, if we're out to a genuinely dry track, I cannot see any horse that will be winning other than Quantico. Returned super classy last start to salute for me at big odds. Now comes back in price as the market knows that he is back to his best. He just needs a just needs a dry track. He, like I said last uh, episode, he uh, can't go in the wet. So if we're still on a soft... I reckon they should just scratch him, and I'll probably just be sitting back and watching this race instead. But if we're on the dry, I think Quantico is the goods. Five dollars to win in race nine for me, Nick. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my bet here, and we'll need to change the quarter at the end here, mate. Um, I'm going with Riadini. I've changed the last minute from um Gravina here, just um with the track conditions. Obviously, if it's gonna get into that good track, um, I want a chance that's gonna go either way, and I think Riadini is a good chance. Um, won a group one, um, I think it was last year, um, just to come back out of nowhere. So, yeah, from barrier one at $13 and $3.20 with Timmy Clark on board, I'm going to um, give Riedini a go here. Oh, fair enough, mate. Uh, Last-minute pivot, but um, fair enough. I understand why. Um, quickly, before we move on, thoughts on Profondo. He's coming back around for another go. Do you reckon he'll be the same horse? He was a couple of years ago, or he'll still be the um, the underwhelming horse that he's been uh, that he was in spring. Well, drops back class quite a lot. Um, takes takes top weight, however. So if it had a better weight on on his back, um, I'd I'd give a give a yell. But other than that, it's nothing that's really standing out to me. Fair enough. Take us to the tenth, mate. Yeah, we go to the last. I'm going to keep it pretty simple in the benchmark 88 at the 1200 meters. Um, one of my favorite horses running around as well, Galeno, $4.60 for the win. Third place last start was really good. Not too far off the win, two lengths off. And then obviously two wins before that. Talk about it a lot. 
Great horse. Um, not much to say. I'm going to go with Kalino. Yeah, I'm glad you've covered Kalino because it is a mock horse for and has been for a long time. Um, and I just think that the two favourites should be winning the race, might even gap the field between um, Kalino and Sonora. But I'm going to be with Sonora purely because of the weight factor. We talk about how much uh, weight really does matter in horse racing on this podcast all the time. So I couldn't let myself go by and miss a nine and a half kilo weight swing because Zach Lloyd's on Sonora here. He'll get that weight down to 50 kilos, which is feathers. Kalino's carrying 59 and a half with J-Mac on board. So I think with that weight swing, Kalino will just start to, you know, come to the peak of its run in that final stages, and Sonora will get over the line. Zach Lloyd will make sure to finish off the day with a win, $4.80 with Sonora, and of course, that's my Cornella play for the day, Sonora and Kalino to finish off the day. You won't be getting a lot of value with your exotics in the last of the day, but I just think that's the way to play it, punters. 100%. All right, mate, we'll go straight into the tip-off. No sting this week, and of course, with Nature Strip failing, we remain on even pegging. But, gee, this is where it starts to pick up. We have got five massive races to go through, starting with the Blue Diamond down at Sandown. The, uh, I guess you could call it Victoria's answer to the Golden Slipper. Um, a lot of talented juveniles going here. Some, this will be their last race of the prep. Others, they'll be going from here to the Golden Slipper, especially if they have strong runs here. You've got Barber, Arkansas Kid, uh, Zolfica, Little Bros, Bay. Brave Halo, sorry, Instructor, VC, Don Corleone, Exploring, Disonic Boom, Party for Two, Steel City, Dubineco, Picky, Extreme Threat, and Sensical rounding out the field. Stacked field, mate. Who have you got and why? I've just gone and seen the script, and, geez, we are going to be in for some great chats here. Um, I'm, going, I'm going with Barbara as well here in the first. Um, sorry for exposing your tip as well, which I've read. Um, $5.50. Yep, Win. Um, great horse looks three from three plus a trial win in there as well I really like this horse um, I think it's a real good chance and yeah picks up the win in my book in the Blue Diamonds yeah look there are only a few chances in this race I feel uh, I will mention VC was one that I backed in the futures market uh, but I backed it at $9 and I told everyone on the punt to the future segment that $9 would be a good edge to have. It's out to $20. So to be fair, if it gets up, I'll be happy because I'll probably lock in a bit of profit there still. But the main tip, like you exposed there, was Barber. Just hasn't put a foot wrong his entire career so far. Two really good wins down in Sydney. Then went down to, I'm sorry, yeah, went down to Melbourne. First up, only did it by a narrow margin, but he still was able to rise up get over the line in first place. It's just a horse that knows how to get it done. Uh, Jamie Carr, I think she's going to be in for a big day down at Sandown, and I think she'll kick it off in these group ones with Barber here. $5.50 to win, $2.15 to place. We'll mention, though, Don Corleone. He could bounce back here at $10. That's a big price to have for a horse that absolutely smashed them on debut. And Steel City, $4.20. Didn't expect her to be favorite here, but when you're considering Nick, she is... Fallen, um, not fallen, finished less than a length behind learning to fly and red resistance. That's great form to have. So this would be her breaking her maiden. But is she the biggest danger? Like I know, you know, being the favourite, of course, but is Steel City at a price that you would like considering it's still a maiden of a horse? 
Oh, it's a tough question. Um, I don't know. It's a, it, it, it could start a bit further out. I think it'll jump the favourite, I think. Um, it's stiff that um, Barber's not the favourite, to be 100% honest. And like I said, um, Don Corleone is a, is a great horse as well. I think Steel City's probably the lay bet of the day. So, Whoa. see what Fair enough. You've heard it here first. Uh, Steel City, lay of the day, according to Nick. But we move on. Race 8, 1,400 metre, Group 1 Futurity Stakes. I'm Thunderstruck, going back around. Hopefully uh, going to put in a better run than last start. But now he has to deal with the blood. The old running mate, Alligator Blood, is back in town. Mr. Brightside, Aegon, my Oberon, Mr. Mozart, and Nugget uh, round out a seven-horse field here. Gee, here's the big thing here. I'm Thunderstruck and Alligator Blood. I'll ask you a couple of questions about this matchup. First question being, is it a two-horse race in your opinion? Yes. Yes, you do think it's a two-horse race. And the second question is, Alligator Blood, no Tim Clark, because it's golden slipper season. He's staying in Sydney to ride all the two-year-olds. He will not be racing with Alligator Blood this prep. Do you think that hampers his chances at all? Oh, it definitely scares me, but Blake Shin is a great jockey in himself. So, yeah, definitely give him a chance. Um, I know you're on it as well, so we'll both take it. Um in the race, so yeah, alligator blood to win for both of us in the tip-off. All right, two out of the way, race three time, and like we mentioned at the top of the show, this one is probably going to be one of the more in-depth chats we have. The Oakley Plate, gee, you just look at this lineup; it just screams, just blockbuster. That's all I can really say. Rock and Horse, Lombardo. Mask Crusader, The Astrologist, King of Sparta, Zoo Style, Marine One, Uncommon James, Usphora, Lofty Strike, Chain of Lightning, Shooting for Gold, IME, Maliva, Star Patrol, Zapateo, Shimino, Oxy Road, Triple Missile, Bless Her, 20 Horses, all red hot chances going around at Sandown. Without being rude, I would say this is probably the best of the B team, the best B team sprinters in the country going around here compared to, you know, the A-team, which would be Nature Strip, Cool and Gatter, Marzu, Private Eye, all of them. Best of the B-team, all going against each other. It's really hard to pick a winner here, Nick. What are your thoughts? Oh, I've, I've waited up for a while. You've got Rock and Horse who had a, a great win against Nature Strip, obviously, last start. Um, $31 is a horse. It's probably overs. You could probably pick it up. At $20 and be happy with it pretty much. But, um, yeah, it is a tough build. Lombardo is a horse in my black book, actually. Um, but, yeah, it should be nice in a in a decent field. I, I've got it in the black book written down as an impressive group three-ish horse. So probably a bit too good. Uh, not good enough for this race. Uh, Master Shader, um, great horse. Love this horse. But I think it's just past its prime, to be honest. Love to see it win, but um, my money just can't be there. If it wins, we're in for some magic, um, as we always are. King of Spider is probably one of the better chances in the race, and I can definitely um, have a look there. Asphora, just can't have my money there. I, don't, I just don't like it at the favourite. Um, Chain of Lightning would have really liked to see this with Jamie Carr on board, but um, with Craig Williams, gets me off it a little bit. Um, and that leaves me with I am me. 
Um, Jamie Carr hopped off Chain of Lightning for a reason. Great horse, Chain of Lightning. And yeah, I know Jamie Carr, we've done it for a smart reason and it's going to be for the IME. Um, three, th- sorry, three wins on the, four wins on the trot, sorry. And um, it's going to make it five here. It's going to be obviously the hardest field it's had to race. But um, yeah, IME, $7 and $2.50 is going to be my tip for the Oakley Plate. Great race for this. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, mate. Great minds think alike. I'm going to be on IME as well. I was tossing and turning for a very long time between IME and Star Patrol because Star Patrol returned absolutely super uh, first up over the 1,000-meter mark. Just the, the pace it showed, the turn of foot was so impressive. But just IME, it's a horse that I said, get her in the Everest after its like third win. But then again, it went to Canterbury, Broke the course record there, over 1,200 metres. She's just one of those times where, like I said last week, you have to follow the hot hand. As soon as she started the win, Marion Eustace went, okay, no, 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 let's put her away and get her prepped for these group ones. She's going to go around in the group ones for the sprints in the autumn time. They didn't want to use all of her energy up, so they put her out, freshened her up a little bit, really prepared her for this. Jamie Carr on board, first barrier, should jump clean, get up there towards the pace and just run past them in the final stages. Like you said, I'm very, very keen for this and I'm really hoping IME is going to have a massive run because I think she can be anything. I think she could be one of the next superstars of the Australian sprinting ranks. So I hope she uh, proves me right here and gets a win uh, to finish off the day at Sandown. Very nice. All right, mate. We go back to Randwick. Uh, race seven, the surround stakes. Last year, I believe it was won by Hinged, a horse that I was able to tip, and I think I tipped it at like 26 bucks, which was huge, uh, but not that sort of value, sniffing around in that this field. Um, in secret, Fireburn, Zugotcha, Madame Pomery, She's a Belter, North Star Lass, Revolutionary Miss, Sunshine in Paris, Cinderella Days, Wolverine, Ruthless Dame, A Lot More Love, Rosetta, basically anyone that is... Anyone that is anyone in the three-year-old girl ranks minus she's extreme because she got injured is here. Very, very exciting. Massive field. What are your thoughts on why? Two-horse race in secret. Zugotcha, definite in my opinion. Back the Quinella for days. Um, going in secret. Great win last week. Great horse. Going to be tough to beat. $2.15s. Best price you'll get for this horse will come in. Um, but yeah, Zoo Gotcha, another good one that you definitely have to have a look at. But yeah, Quinella for days in secret for me. Yeah, 100% I agree that it should be the Quinella. I think, you know, only bad luck stops it from being the Quinella. But I don't know, I'm not sold on in secret. In secret's a very good horse in her own right, but I think 1400 is probably the peak of its uh, distance. I think she's a pure sprinter, so I'm not sure if I like the... Uh, step up to 1,400. Plus, I'm not sure if I'm going to like the step back to 1,200 when she goes to the new market as planned. I think, you know, James Cummings, of course, knows what he's doing, but I just think the uh, 1,200 up to 1,400 back to 1,200 is a bit of an odd one. But um, she, at least she's a betting proposition. At 215, you could definitely um, put a bit of money on her and be happy with that price. But I think Zoo Gotcha, prime for a big run here. J-Mac jumped off in secret for a reason. He thinks Zoo Gotcha's in for a massive prep. Waller's also convinced Zoo Gotcha's in for a massive prep. The 11th barrier is a little scary for me, but if J-Mac's able to get a clean jump and get her over and get some cover, 
I think she'll absolutely smash them down the straight. Loves Ranwick, loves this distance. She's already won a really good race at this distance before. Can go on all sort of decks. $4.80 to win Zugotcha for me in the surround stakes. Uh, is, you know, that a call that you're okay with, Nick, or you just think in secrets, race to lose? Oh, it's like I said, it's two good horses, but yeah, yeah, it's it's tough to say. Okay, mate, we'll finish it off with the Chipping Norton Stakes. This could uh, be a very short chat if you're on the same horse as me, or this could be a very long chat if you're not, because it's where Animo goes around. Uh, this is the race that's been dominated by uh, Very Elegant the last few years, but she is no longer here, so uh, new king or queen gets to be crowned. Animo, Moanga, Knight's Order, Hueta, very good horse there. Uh, Laurels of Indices, Stockman, Arapaho, Beno, El Bodegon, Montefilia, uh, Fangirl and Hinged round out a very star-stacked uh, cast of horses there. And, of course, the question is, Animo, is it a bet? Is it a lay? Or are you just watching? What are you doing with Animo? Just watching, but it's going to win. Animo's my tip. Um, yeah, Animo's my tip, but personally, I'm not on it. Personally, no money of mine will be on it, but... If you want to get on my tips, Animo will win. Uh, any value out there that you could see in the placings of the other horses that you might want to get on? Because all of them are paying more to place than Animo is to win. So if you were to give a place bet, who do you think? Uh, probably the Bod. El Bodigon's definitely yeah. a good place. Um, yeah, $19 and $3.80 for a place. Probably your best chance. Yeah, fair enough. I do like that price out to the... Uh, out to the mile, the bod didn't really uh, fire down the 1,400-meter mark, but he'll be getting better with every uh, start as he gets fitter and out to more distances. Fangirl, big chance uh, at the 2.15 to place, especially if it's dry. Um, hinged if it's wet, $2.70. You'd be licking your lips at that. I know um, my girlfriend Claire, she's tipped Hinged to knock out Animo, but uh, I think she's crazy. Animo just wins. Uh, best horse in the country, potentially best horse in the world. We mentioned it earlier. He's the best horse in the country over the mile by far. J-Mac just knows how to ride him. He'll put him in the two-for-two two spot just off the pace, come around the bend, 400-meter mark. He'll just start to kick away, and it'll be easy pickings for Animo again. $1.70. Usually, I don't like getting on horses that low, but like I said, he's never going to be at $2 again. That's why I got him at $2.20 in the futures market because I just knew he'd be starting $1.70, $1.60, $1.50. So, Animo, definitely the best winning chance around the country this weekend. And, of course, that's a little spoiler for my best bet later on. But, of course, Nick, that comes to the end of the tip-off. We'll definitely be splitting in our points this week. Five big races, hopefully five collects for us. We head to the Around the Grounds, mate. Have you found anything around the country that you like away from Randwick? Um, yeah, a couple. If you get on early enough, obviously tomorrow night, um, race seven at Canterbury, Ruby Kisses, family yes. horse there, $15 for the win, $3.60 for a place. Um, up in Doomden, race number five, Rogue Rocker, $5.50 and $2 for a place. And then that is all from me. Uh, Sandown race four, I've got Spacewalk at $4. Uh, Doomden race five, Regal Pom, $4.40. Joviality in, um, the last race of the day at Dooman as well, $8.50, $2.80 to win. The reasoning is they're all very talented horses on their day. They've all been horses that I've long-term 
backed on the podcast, and I think they'll get the chockies for me this weekend, especially Spacewalk. Spacewalk will probably be my most confident around the grounds tip there. I think he's in for a big prep. I think he potentially even takes out a group one later on in the autumn. So that's my around the grounds tips for the um, quaddy. Race seven, we've gone in secret, Zugotcha, Sunshine in Paris, and Madame Pomery. But like we said earlier, you could probably make it in secret or zoo gotcha if you're feeling a little skinny. Same thing with race eight. We've gone animo fangirl hinged in Moanga, just in case there's some upsets about. But you could probably just go animo if you want a nice and skinny quaddy. Uh, race nine, we've gone Quantico. Think about it. Profondo, Gravina, and the little add in there Nick had with Riadini. Race 10, Kalino, Sonora, Never Talk, Correal, and $50 gets you 16.5% with the quaddy. So now, Nick. I already went through my best bet. My best bet is going to be Animo. The $1.70 price is, I think, even good at that price. You know, I hate under $2, but just Animo, top class horse, will be winning on the weekend. I am very, very confident on it. But who are you going for your best bet? You are 0-2. You still need to get on the board. Who are you picking to bounce back with your best bet? I'm going Mojo Magic here. Call me call me crazy for tipping a... um. Highway horse. A highway horse, but um, it's the best horse in the race, and it's definitely off the form alone should be winning. So a dollar seventy-five and a dollar fourteen at the moment. So yeah, it's going to be my best of the day. Fair enough. Animo and Mojo Magic are your best of the days for Saturday from the mocks. And let it ride, mate. Gee, we've had some harsh luck. I'm thunderstruck, not placing. Nature strip fan in the fire. But who have we got this week? We're going to go with Animo, safe bet, $1.70. Um, yeah, hopefully we can get on the board. Gee, don't say safe bet. Now that we've said that, he'll probably lose. Oh, we're curses. But, uh, yeah, like we said, Animo, best horse in the country. Surely we think he gets up here. The $10, if you're starting with $10 like we did, will get you to the $17 mark. Starting with 100 it'll get you to, you know, 170 You do the math yourself if you're starting with 20 25 50 but, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get off the mark and then carry it all the way to the end of the autumn. Uh, but that will be our Let It Ride bet for this weekend. And, uh, Nick, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Anything to say before we go? Uh, enjoy the week, lads. Um, nothing else from me. Yes, if you're listening, of course, one final reminder to give us a follow on Spotify, give us a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, give us a... You know, like, share, subscribe on YouTube if you were there. Follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all at The Mock Sports. You need to find any content for us. Go to our website, www.themocksports.com.au. If you're an AFL fan, now that the season's coming back in, you're going to see a lot of footy content up on the page with season previews, Brownlow predictors, futures bets, season predictions, everything like that, as well as all of the horse racing content that you've come to know and love from us, such as Nico's Weekly Multi, Miss Mock Tips, Cashy's Weekly Rundown, all of that and more at www.themocksports.com.au, which is, of course, the proud sponsor of this podcast. And, uh, of course, as always, gamble within your means this Saturday. We've got a few short favorites going around, like we mentioned, with our best bets. Gamble within your means. Don't be going and putting the house on anything you don't think you can afford to lose. But until then, we will see you next week, guys. Oh, Crone's getting a split.